0: Hi, welcome to The Rock's Life Podcast. I'm Greg, and in today's episode, I get to speak with Peter Kelly. Uh, Peter is a great guy, a fantastic athlete. He's 62 years old and has raced in seven High Rocks events now, taking first place in his age group in six of those and second in the other one. Uh, He's competed at high level in sport for most of his life and we get to have a chat about so much, including his history, who inspires him, how he's adjusted his training as he's got older, Uh, his advice to others um, of a similar age who are interested in starting in the sport and lots more. It's a fantastic conversation with a brilliant athlete and a genuinely wonderful and inspiring person. Um, Just a quick reminder before we get into the episode, we do now offer truly personalised coaching plans to help you prepare for your next event, as well as nutrition calls for anyone who appreciates that fueling yourself properly for something like Hirox is incredibly important. Uh, if you want to find out more about those, head over to rockslife.com slash coaching or rockslife.com slash nutrition. Okay, so let's get into the show. Really hope you enjoy it. So it's, uh, we're what are we, two, three days after Manchester? How are you feeling?
1: Yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling too bad, thanks, Greg. I, th- I think I, it was a great event, loved it. I found it a bit hot. I thought the venue was a bit warm. Um, but um, I was uh, struggling on on Sunday with the DOMs, um, but uh, trained Monday night, took it easy at the Forders High Rocks class, and I just trained again this morning. felt felt much better today. So yeah, I think I'm I think I'm just about over it now.
0: Good, you're doing better than me then. I've still got DOMs. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, how, do, you, do you feel like like you're, you're 62 now, right? Uh, yes. Sir. Do you, do you feel like you you recover slower now? Is that is that something that you've noticed as, as as you've got older or not?
1: Definitely, I I think so. But as I've increased my training over the last eighteen months and thought more carefully about my nutrition, particularly my protein intake, I've actually found that I'm starting to recover quicker than than I than I was doing. So if we go back eighteen months before I joined Forders when I was perhaps running. Two or three times a week, um, then started to up my training. I was really struggling. I I couldn't, I couldn't imagine ever been trained. I couldn't imagine that at sixty-two I'd be training six days a week with one double session. I just take one rest day. I'm still not quite sure whether I'd be better off training for five days and sticking in a a couple, you know, a, two sessions a day, perhaps twice, uh, and then taking two days off. So I've not quite worked out what's ready, but there's no doubt that you feel the aches and pains a lot more. And I think the biggest challenge, because I I tend to keep in touch with a lot of the guys around the world doing high locks now, the guys in America, guys in Germany. To, when we sort of we sort of um, see what each other's doing in the training, and I think it's um, I think it's very, the most important thing is staying fit and healthy, uh, mm-hmm. because when you do get an injury, it certainly is uh, it, it's harder to shake off, even a small niggle. Can take you a few weeks, whereas years and years ago you'd you'd have been over it in a couple of days. So yeah, the last and definite changes.
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. If we uh, we'll get to the training maybe a bit more in a, in a little bit. But should we just start for for people that don't know you and and so on? Can you can you tell us a bit about your background? What what were you doing sport wise before High Rocks?
1: Yeah, I, I've I've sports been a, a major part of my life. There's no doubt about it. Um, but. I guess, I mean, I need to, I need to keep this fairly short because for me to go back to my school days, we'd be here all day. I think, I think, but yeah, at school, it was all about cross country and athletics. Um, but my main love, um, in my, uh, well, my main love really from about 10, 10 years old through to my mid forties was tennis. I was an absolute, uh, a really keen tennis player. I used to play at county level. Um, played probably five or six days a week absolutely loved it then got a then got a sort of slight shoulder injury which really stopped me from doing the serves and smashes the way i'd like to be able to do so uh I, so then in my mid 40s it sort of coincided with my daughter not needing me to take a swimming classes and i was i was taking her all over the the uh the midlands um uh swimming so that sort of with working full time as well that really made training hard work but when all that came to a stop I could start to focus on what i like to do so I got back into my running and I guess in um since the age of 45 so probably the last 15 years or so I've um I've com- I've finished 11 Ironman races um six full five half um I've um I've taken part in four obstacle course racing world championships I've represented great britain at uh triathlon and duathlon age group this is um and um and then many other sort of iconic races i i i got into the likes of tough guy um in the, in which is an obstacle course which was the first obstacle course race in the world i got into that about 15 20 years ago before obstacle course racing was even a sport and uh and really missed those days missed those um absolutely iconic starts and i, I think we're, we're doing things like tough guys as a sort of i i got a passion for seeking out races more for the experience than for how i perform so mm-hmm. looking for real iconic starts that, that's my happy place is the start line so i've probably been on 500 start lines in my in my uh in my life so far so that's that's definitely my happy place
0: wow nice okay and then you found high rocks how, how did you find that
1: I found high purely by chance. It was um, probably September, 2021. I'd had a few injuries in 2020, obviously COVID hit. I was, I was planning in 2020 to really have a, a, a good go at the Spartan races. I'd, I've done Spartan races over the years, but 2020 would have been my first year as a 60 plus and uh, Spartan just introduced that category. So COVID obviously, made a mess of all that. And I was injured that year. So I came around to 2021, just doing some gentle running, nothing, nothing serious. And, uh, I was just on YouTube looking at some Spartan videos and I came across Hunter McIntyre doing something called high rocks and, uh, I thought, what on earth is this cause looked at it and just thought, wow, that just looks amazing. I- I've got to have a go at that. And, um, literally it was the weekend that London was ta- the first London was taking part. So, I decided to sign up for the Birmingham race, which was four weeks later. Um, although having never pushed a sled, pulled a sled double, that in my life, I think Birmingham, was a bit of a, a bit of a shock to the system, but I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it.
0: So is Hyrox now your focus, would you say?
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely. For the moment, Hyrox is my focus. I've done, I've done seven now. Um, and I think, and what really helped me was having done the Birmingham High Rocks in 2021, which was one of the hardest things I'd ever done um, ha- because I'd not trained for it properly. Um, my, my sports therapist, I told her about the, this event called High Rocks, and she'd heard nothing about it. And then when I went to see her after the event, she told me, Oh, I've I've met two or three guys that have been doing this thing called High Rocks, and they all train at Ford's gym. Now uh Forders Gym was seven miles from where I live. And I'd never I'd lived in the area for 20 years and I never heard about it. <laughs> because it's a, just it's a unique facility. I think you've got to at, at the time you had to be in the know to know where Forders was. And of course, everyone knows where Forders is now. And uh so I came to Forders and then I could train specifically. They started a high lots class on a Monday night. Um, and I'm, and following that I've I do strength training twice a week i've got a just three months ago i signed up for my, my first ever running coach richard um so richard taylor he's doing a great job in helping my running so yeah to answer your question i'm taking high rocks really seriously now and i've qualified for the world championships in in may and uh, and just can't wait because there's so many guys now coming through in my age group it started off 18 months ago there were only one or two taking part Whereas I think in London there were there were twelve guys in my age group, but there's some there's some really fast Germans. There's a guy in Ireland who's doing who's who's come from just appeared who's doing really well, and of course there's a load of guys in America as well. So it's it's just great to see that um the you know and of course the guys in the fifty the fifty five to fifty nine age group they're now moving up into the into the category. Some of them are getting older, so the competition is going to be absolutely fierce.
0: Yeah, it is, it's it's something that I'm noticing a lot, especially as I update the world records on on the Rocks Life website. Like you just see continuously these age group world records being broken, and people certainly like your age group and and slightly below, slightly above, like more and more athletes coming into it and setting times that are amazing, really. Right. Well, they are. I
1: mean, I, I think in again in my age group, there's been ten minutes knocked off the world record in the last sort of four or five months. And There's one or two guys doing the still doing the pro the pro division and knocking out some amazing times as well. So goodness knows what they can do when they drop down to the open weights, which of course is now the rule change at the uh, the world championships. That's for all the sixty plus. We do the open weights, not the not the pro weights. Mm-hmm. And so, be, uh, I that
0: think uh, inclusive. just just on that topic, I think it's, it, am I right in saying that you can you can choose to do the open weights or the pro weights at the worlds.
1: Well, it's not absolutely clear. I mean, Mintra put out a uh, a YouTube video about two months ago, and I, I wasn't. I mean, what was very clear is they're going to be running an open wave. That that's very yeah. clear, and I guess that's because more more guys and girls are now qualifying in in the doubles and mixed and stuff. like Well, the mixed is is of course is the usual way, but yeah, I, I'm not quite sure if they're going to run two races, and that that will be interesting. It would seem strange if they do. To run two race, two eight to two weights in one category, but perhaps for this season that might might be the approach they take.
0: Okay, I'll try to find out for that. Um, one th- one thing I hope from this conversation is that it that there are older athletes or older people uh, that that watch it that that can be inspired to come into high rocks that are, are maybe nervous. So I don't only want to focus on some of the amazing times that that we're seeing. Um, if we go back to that first event that you did in Birmingham, you said it was like really, really tough. Um, talk about talk about what what was tough about it, but but also maybe like if there is someone sitting at home watching this that are, you know maybe doesn't have such a sporting background as you, but are say around your age, um, what would you say to them about high
1: well, the first thing I would say about anything, whether it's a High Rocks or a local 10K or whatever you're thinking of doing, I'd, I'd, the first thing I'd say is just sign up, because I think too often people think about, I need to train for something before I do it. And of course, you can do it at your own pace. There's no cutoffs in High Rocks. So I'd say sign up and then and then you can start your training. But don't, don't let something like High Rocks put you off, because I think... You know and i've I've read it before you can go you, you can arrive at a high rocks event and you can be sort of a little bit intimidated by some of the the people on show and how fit they are but actually that's probably only 20 percent of the people there and certainly it's an event for everybody so when i when i turned up in birmingham i did it on the back of probably been running two or three times a week as i said Apart, i i went to crossfit solihull just to uh get a just to know what a skier erg was. I'd never seen a ski in my life. I'd never pushed a sled and I did I didn't even manage to push a sled at CrossFit Solley until, until they took all the weights off for me. Uh, I think I did 10 wall So so when so how was it for me? So it was a very painful experience, but it was a it was an uplifting one as well. And you know, to take part in an event like that with so many younger people is I think it's just a privilege to be able to do it. And uh you know, you you once you've started, and you'll know this yourself, Greg. Once you've started, no one knows if you're first or you're last, and no one really cares. And as soon as you realise that no one cares, you just get up, get on, and just do do your best. But I did I did find the the lunges, the lunges were just incredibly painful. I think I was crying through the lunges because you can't put the bag down. So I think I stopped. I don't know how long it took me, but it took me an awful long time. And the wall balls. I think after about five wall balls, they got me the box to to sit. And I, and they told me I couldn't sit. I thought it was for me to rest, but they said, no, you can't sit. You got, to, <laughs> this is just to check the movement. I thought it was something that I could have a sit and have a rest. And, um, but I think the box made it worse to be fair, but nonetheless, uh, I got through the wall balls at, uh, at my first high rocks. And I think it took me close on 12 minutes and it really was a painful experience, but I remember having, I had my, one of my iron man vests on at the time. And, uh, and the, the, the volunteer was so good. And I, and I was, I was in deep pain. I was in a very dark place on the wall balls. And she said to me, flipping heck, if you can do a, if you can do an Ironman, you can certainly do these hundred wall balls. And so I had to have a word with myself. Um, but I, I, I guess I find that almost every high rocks I do, there's, there's some point where I sort of say to myself, well, why am I doing this? This is just so painful. And it, the same happened on Saturday and then you've got to, You've got to recalibrate and say to you, well, hang on a minute, I've trained for this and I'm so lucky to be able to do this. So you have to have that strong word with yourself. And I'm sure everyone does it because it is painful and it doesn't matter how fit you are. So, you know, so so someone sitting here who perhaps doesn't think they're fit, I can assure them it's just as hard if you're, if you're super fit or not fit because you just go at the pace you can go. But the volunteers are brilliant. Um, they, they really are. The, I mean, the ones have, I've done one event over, I've done one event in Munich and they were fantastic over there. The ones in the UK are just amazing. They really encourage you. So I would just say to anyone sat at home thinking about something like this, just have a go. And I think it's a, it's a unique experience to do an event in such a big hall where everyone's so close, close knit and so tight together. Because normally if you go to, you go to a triathlon or even an OCR, you're outside. And and of course, I must say my happy place is being outside but the beauty of being inside of the high rocks is the, so you're just so close to each other and there's such a, there's such enthusiasm and excitement. And I mean, I think if they could just, uh, it's a bit like, I always think it's a bit like that film monsters, Inc. If you could actually just bottle all that enthusiasm and energy in a high rocks event, you, you could, you could, you could probably power a city for, for a week.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it, you're right I, I agree it's, it's as hard as you make it at, at the end of the day you know most people can do the exercises like that's that's one beauty of it it's it's not necessarily like CrossFit where there there can be some technical things to do um and I know in uh, uh another conversation I had with George Anderson where we talked about mindset and and things like that on this podcast that he talked about it's it's a very good way of, of testing yourself and pushing yourself and experiencing like that discomfort, but in the relatively safe boundaries of just a high rocks event, you know, so it's 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 quite a good way to get that experience without, you know, endangering yourself in a way. Yeah. It's,
1: no, I, I I think you're right. I think I think because when I got to my mid forties, I, I don't know whether you'd call it a midlife crisis or not, but that's when I decided I needed to do some events that would take me out of my comfort zone, do something that's a little bit different, like open water swimming or whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's a good way of, of looking at a high locks because you are in, you're in a safe environment and you can take as long as you want. And, yeah. you know, you get, you get your patch at the end, you get on the finishers platform and it's a great feeling. And, uh, and it's funny. And even if you, even when you're doing the number of times I've been doing a high rocks or, or another event and you say, well, I'm never going to do one of these again. Why, why have I signed up? Why have I done it? And, and you, you, you literally feel the wall balls is the worst thing you've ever done. And then, then literally five minutes later, you say, I'm going to do another one of these. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing how that pain is so short lived. It's so intense at the time, but you just, you just find, a you just find a way and you come out of it and realize, wow. And, and, you, and everyone should be so proud of themselves to do something like a high loss. Yeah. So proud.
0: Absolutely. Do you feel like Hyrox is 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 better or worse suited to to an older person than than some of the other stuff you've done? Like if you compare it to an Iron Man or a Spartan or anything like that? Or, or is it just different?
1: That's a that's a really good question. I, I think um I think for the Hyrox, particularly because the movements are straightforward and it's it's a relatively shorter event than something like an Iron Man. Um I think it's a, it's a good event too. But what I what I would say is that anyone anyone watching this, if you've if you've got the ability to finish up a, a high and you can swim, you can do an Ironman. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, I used to think anyone who did an Ironman was some some amazing, um, um, um you know, amazing athlete. And of course, there are lots of amazing athletes that do Ironman, um, but it's so achievable, providing you've got, the, if you've got the time, and you can swim. You could even do the breaststroke, yeah. but um, it's just a long day at the office doing an Ironman. You know, you do it's a, it's a zone two event, and providing you can get your head around that, and you're running zone two, zone th- zone two, zone three, which is so different from high rocks where you know if you've got your my zone belt which i think we all should have by now but if you've got your my zone belt you know you're going to be in the yellow and red throughout the whole event whereas if you do an Ironman, you'll be blue and green because you've yeah. got to because the event is so long so um i think then the only thing about the obstacle course races perhaps for the older athlete is the challenge of some of the movements some of the monkey bars and stuff like stuff like that so i i've tried to keep going with the with the obstacle races because i i sense that perhaps that might be the first type of event that I'd have to stop doing because of the, the potential for injury. But, um, but it, having said that, it's, it's not, not, they're not that challenging, providing you've got a, a, a base level of fitness and strength.
0: Yeah. I, I,
1: I'd right. say, I'd say to everyone, have a go, do a, do a, do a Spartan sprint, do a triathlon, Pavana you can swim, do a triathlon, because a lot of them are, are pool. There's a lot of pool swims. So you can start off something quite, modest and gentle do a pool swim triathlon do a high rocks and you've just got to do it just just do it while you can
0: you got to keep going absolutely okay if we uh if we look at your your training a little bit um i know you i know you at folders and they're probably writing some great programs for you and so on and uh, i know you've said to me in the past that uh, some of the training volume and and race volume that some of the elite guys are doing you're just like you can't get your head around maybe or you certainly couldn't do. Um what what is your training volume like is that is that reduced as you, as you've got older i know you said you're doing six days a week but is is it high volume is it reduced volume now what's it look like
1: yeah well i mean when i was doing ironman i was doing 15 to 20 hours a week but it was all long slow distance and then the, and my last Ironman was 2026 20, to 2016, my last Ironman. And then I reduced my volume from there. But my volume now is probably is no more than ten hours a week. Eight, eight to 10 hours a week, six, six days a week. So I do I do two strength sessions with Ash here at Forders. Um, I do the high rocks class at Forders on a Monday night. So that's a high intensity session um, and I do what I'd probably on a Sunday. I'd sort of do a, a skills, a skill session at the gym where I might be just doing a bit of some compromise stuff. Although I think I need to do more of that and I do three runs a week. So I'm doing one like a progressive run. So as, as I said earlier, I've signed up for one coach for the first time in my life and that's really that's really challenged me. Um, because I, I I felt I know what I'm doing, but now every session I do is planned. So I'm fully, it's fully accountable. So all the stuff I've done in the past, I was doing really very much on my own. Just reading up, n- no coaches, just, just doing it because I enjoy doing it, not necessarily for a time I was doing it to, to complete events because that I got a big buzz, a big buzz out of doing that. But I think I've taken high lots more, ser- much more seriously. So, yeah, so Monday high rocks class, Tuesday strength session, Wednesday would be like a progressive run on the treadmill. So I've had I've had some testing done. I've had my lactic lactic blood test done by my my coach. So he's he knows now where my lactic starts to build up and, and how much I can tolerate. So he now sets all my running sessions based around the times relating to that. Um, Thursday, I do another strength session and an ease and an easy run. Sounds an easy bike. If I'm a bit fatigued, I might go on the bike instead. Take Friday off. Saturday will be a high intensity interval session on the treadmill. Um, and the, he, he sent me some brutal stuff to do. Um, or I might do a park run, something like that. I might, do, I might do a park run, um, which I'd much rather do than a training session. Um, okay. the train, the, tra- the treadmill. I think everyone will know this treadmill treadmill running at intervals are just a nightmare but anyway you've got to do them and then as a sunday you might do a sort of skills type session so yeah so six days a week um to tolerate the volume a lot better now um and you've got to take the learning from all your events and i'm, I'm getting to the i'm getting to the stage now well next week i'm sitting down with my strength with ash and with rich to look at my program from now to, to may really, in terms of what, what do I need to change in, in terms of how I performed at Manchester? And, uh, and I think I, and, and I think really, I need to do some more high intensity sessions. I need to do some more METCOMs and stuff like that. That's probably what's lacking a little bit in my training. And I think now I've got a, a stronger base. I might be able to tolerate that better. But the problem is, is, is recovering from the intensity and going back to your earlier point, Greg, as you get older, how many intense sessions can you do a week? Uh, I certainly can't do two on successive days, and it's like looking at some of the elite guys. One of the guys here, Harry Bird, he did—I think he did three—he did three pro races in four weeks, in three different countries, on two continents. Although I think he did tell me afterwards he did suffer a little bit from it, but <laughs> he got faster on each. He got faster on each one. I mean, he's in his twenties, so again, you, you you do have to adapt. You know, bearing in mind what your body can tolerate. But I think what I, what I found now with doing strength work for over a year, I'm starting to tolerate this this a lot better now. So I think that's why probably I'll look to changed my training in a in a week's time once i've uh, had a good chat with my coaches
0: okay okay all right great I, I i think you're i i agree from what i've seen like we're working with some some athletes now uh and certainly like the the the, the regular intense sessions are something that has to be generally paced out a bit more um for for, for, for many of them anyway but also coping with intensity and the volume is something more for everyone really as opposed to just older people that that just builds up over time even for me like i cope much better now with high volume than i did two years ago you know it's just it's a gradual process at the end of the day and it's probably not as, as quick as a lot of people would like it to be um but it's it's a process you know
1: it is well everyone talks about consistency and i'm i think i'm starting to understand that myself now that you know and and having and the the difference for me is that there's, there's many occasions where I've not felt tra- felt like training and I guess years gone by I might have said well well I don't need to train I'll, t- I'll take the day off I've just done a race a couple of days earlier or whatever or whatever the reason might be but when you've got your coach and your program you're accountable and you just turn up and you do it so again i, I, I that's been a big shift for me a, a really big shift and i, I actually love it because, on the, on because the, I'm, yeah, I'm always set stuff that I don't, I don't want to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. On the on the topic of like recovery and injury prevention, I guess which comes into that, is would would you say your your main tips, if you like, in that area are just handling the the volume and the intensity more appropriately in your training, or is there anything else that that you would advise over and above that 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 you've found helps a lot for you?
1: I think you've got to think about your flexibility and you've got to stretch a lot lot more than, than perhaps you ever used to do. So I think, um, warming up is important. So I, I, I will always warm up before a session. Now I will always stretch. I'll always stretch really well at the end. And that's, that's important. I think sleep getting to bed at a decent time, getting a good night's sleep nutrition. My wife cooks lovely food. So I'm very lucky. Um, but yeah, you got to got to do your nutrition, and of course, something I was lacking was that my my protein intake was nowhere near sufficient, and I've I've literally doubled my protein intake because it just wasn't it wasn't enough for what I was doing, and I think that's helped enormously. And then and just generally looking after yourself and doing sensible things, and I rarely I rarely drink, um, and you you know you you as you said earlier you, you don't recover as well, so you've you've got to look after yourself. You really do.
0: What's that? see you're doing all of this. You're you're doing all the training and recovering and everything. What's what? What is your your goal for it all? Is it just because you enjoy it? Is it because you want to get better? Is it because you want a record? Uh, what's what's driving you?
1: I reckon it's all of those things. I absolutely once it, once you get into something, I think like I did Ironman for about nine years and the course of racing. I do tend to sort of dip into something and then take it quite seriously. But I am competitive. And and I think if you would ask any of the guys um, of my age around the world who are doing the high rocks, they've got a strong competitive edge, which is one they've had all their life. Um, But it's just amazing to come down for the high rocks class here at Forders. There's 30, 40 of us, all ages. Um, I guess the average age is probably mid to late 30s. And it's just great to train with these guys. You know, it just gives me a real buzz. And I feel I'm very lucky to be able to do it. I think I'm very blessed to be able to train. And I I know that if I stop, I think the fear is if I stop doing what I'm doing, will I be able to get back onto it? And, you know, and when I say stop, if I stop for uh, 6, 12 months or something like that, how hard would it be to get back into where I am? And that doesn't mean to say that I'm going to keep this intensity going throughout the year, because I think the other thing is, I think there's a danger for everyone to, just to train, train, train. And you've got to find an off season. You've got to find, even if it's just a few weeks, where you're just ticking over, where you don't have your watch, you don't track what you're doing. Um, it's really important to think about how you're going to balance it. You can't do it 52 weeks of the year, no one can do that. So I do worry that some people may be, um, working that hard, but yeah, I've got a multitude of reasons. I, I absolutely love it. I get such a buzz out of taking part in these, these events. It's just, just amazing. And the fact that these age groups, have, it, and, and again, now, because if you go back 20 or so years, they didn't have quite the same age groups, that they do now. And there's so many different sports you can do again with social media. You can, you can find a new event so quickly, whereas, Twenty odd years ago, apart from some runs and marathons and tough guys, uh, and the odd triathlon, there the wasn't there wasn't a lot of choice out there. But the choice now is just is just fantastic.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, I think you're uh, I think you're probably quite an inspiration to a lot of people, and hopefully even more after after we uh, release this. But I know we've also talked about who some of your inspirations are in in sport. Uh, can can you talk about some of those maybe a bit more
1: i've got a lot of there's a lot of people that inspire me there's no doubt about that and and whilst i absolutely admire the elites and i'll perhaps come on to one or two of the elites in a moment i'm more inspired by the ordinary person that does the extraordinary so for example i mean some some people some of your you know your listeners may may know of these people but if not i suggest they they google them and have a look at them because I uh, once I got myself into triathlon, I was uh, I was just doing short distance triathlons. And one night, one night, there was an article on um, on Eurosport. It was about a lady called Sister Madonna Buddha. She was 81 years old. She must weigh about 50 to 55 kilograms. And she just completed the World Championships at Ironman in Kona, Hawaii. Within the cutoff. And the big difference with Iron Man and a marathon is that you have a cutoff. You, you start a marathon and you can walk it and you'll get your medal. But at Iron Man, there's cutoffs all along. There's cutoffs on the swim, there's two or three cutoffs on the bike, two or three cutoffs on the run, so that you that they know that if you're still on the course, you'll finish within the allotted 17 hours. Because if you don't do that, you don't get a medal. So I thought to myself, well, if an 81-year-old nun can finish an Iron Man in 17 hours, and surely I can do that. So I read up about Sister Madonna Buddha, and I really would encourage everyone to Google her. She's a phenomenal lady. I think she's done something, something like 25 to 30 Ironmans. I think she's now she's now, now 92. I'm not quite sure what she's doing now, but she's certainly the oldest ever female finisher in an Ironman. So it's people like that that do extraordinary things. And she only started, she only started running, I think at the age of about 55, 56. And then by the age of 80, she she'd done 20 or 30 full Ironmans. So that that's so yeah, I would, I I think everyone should look up sister Madonna Buddha. And there's another, there's another inspiration that I have It's from America. um, Rick and Dick Hoyt, known as Team Hoyt. Um, sadly, the father has re- recently passed away. He was in his eighties, um, but the son had cerebral palsy. And um, once he was able to communicate through a computer to his dad, and that took many, many years, um, he said he wanted to do a uh, a five K. So the dad would put his son in a in a in like a, a push chair, for want of a better word. And the dad, uh, Dick Hoyt, would push him on a 5k so they did a 5k then they did a 10k then they did a half marathon and they were raising money for charity and stuff like this then they do a um then they do the boston marathon i think 35 boston marathons later they have a, a statue in boston to rick and dick Hoyt. but that's they didn't finish there they decided to do an ironman so if you could imagine um, the father, who must have been in his forties at the time, starting off on the swim, he puts his son in a dinghy in in the back. So his is the son is sat in a dinghy with a rope. The father then swims two point four miles in the sea, gets out at the end of the swim, picks his son up, pops him in the carriage at the front of a that they've transformed a bike a, a special bike. The dad then cycles 112 miles with his son in at the front of the bike, get off the bike, puts him in a pushchair, and pushes him for a marathon. And he finishes it within the 17 hours. Now, I if you're not inspired by that, then you might as well give up. And I and there's there's a lot of a lot of the footage on YouTube is a little bit old. So it's a bit grainy, some of the footage. But um I think Team Hoyt is something else. If no, if you've never looked up Team Hoyt, look it up. It's absolutely amazing. It's very emotional as well. So yeah, yeah these are the pe- these are the sort of people that that inspire me.
0: Yeah, yeah, both so, of them are amazing. You you put me onto both of those, and and I and I checked them out, and I agree, they're they're amazing to see. So yeah, completely agree with that. Yeah. Um, what's been your what's been your best experience in sport to date?
1: Well, I, I said earlier is to me my happy place is the start, is the start line, and um, I, I guess over the years, over the last sort of fifteen years, I've hunted out some what I would call iconic start lines. So you you know you've got thing you've got things like Tough Guy, which is sadly no more. Where and these 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 are events before health and safety came in. So you would there was no wave start. So you'd start on the top of a hill, and five thousand guys would would run down a hill. And if you fall over well that's the end um that was pretty exciting but this Man wales is is very much up there but i think without doubt the uh, the best start that i've ever been on the best race i've done is escape from alcatraz um in uh, in san francisco where they take two thousand two thousand you out they take you out in a big boat they take all the everything out of the boat two thousand swimmers in the boat, 1,000 on the lower level, 1,000 at the top. You've got some Olympic medalists there as well. You're everyone you've got, and this is the beauty of Ironman. You've got Olympic gold medalists in the same race as the ordinary guy like me. And they take you out to Alcatraz and you're not allowed to step on, you're not allowed to step on Alcatraz itself. So they switch the engines off at the boat. You've got, um, you've got to swim one and a half miles back san francisco so as you're going across in the boat the captain is saying this is a one-way ticket boys you know i'm taking you out but the only way you're going home tonight is by swimming across san francisco bay so start of the race they they play the american national anthem they empty the boat in seven minutes it's like abandoned ship so by by the time the likes of me get to jump off you can imagine the the boat is so much lighter you've got one hell of a jump to get into the water, but you sort of stand there. Well, you don't stand there because to be fair, you've got about two seconds to make up your mind because if you don't jump, someone's going to push you. Um, but that is without doubt the most iconic race I've ever done. And you know, you get halfway across and they tell you just to stop for a moment in the water and look in front of you and you've got the San Francisco skyline and then you, you look 90 degrees to your right. And you've got the golden gate bridge and you look behind you and there's alcatraz and you're in the middle of this water with six species of shark you're told there's none that can eat you um but the thought the six species of shark does make you swim a little bit quicker and there's a hundred boat there's a hundred sort of boats in the water of varying sizes in case anyone gets into difficulty there's a helicopter's overhead so you know that is what i would call an iconic start and you know it's a 10 out of 10 there's no doubt about it and then you you swim to the, you swim to the shore, get on your bike, you do the bike. And then obviously you finish off with a run under the golden gate bridge. And, uh, and it's, it's a relatively short race. It's not, it's not Ironman distance. It's only like a, uh, an Olympic distance in, in, a sense, but there's no doubt that is the most breathtaking race uh, I've ever done. It, it's, I think for triathletes, it's a bucket list. It's, it's either escape from Alcatraz or Kona, but of course, the World Championships—you've got to qualify for those.
0: Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Um, is it is there anywhere you think High could do one that would, that would just you'd say that's that's a ten out of ten?
1: I don't, I don't know because the, the only difference is at the moment High is indoors, so I, I like my vitamin D. I like to get outside. That that's where my happy place is. As much as I love High um, in terms of where could they? they do I think they've talked about having one in Greece, haven't they?
0: They have. Yeah. I was going to say that there's, there's talk of the, uh, like the original Olympic stadium in Athens. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how realistic that is anymore, but i, I certainly had that mentioned.
1: Yeah. Because of course, um, Spartan, they have the, um, they have the, the race at Sparta, uh, which is, uh, which is not one I've done and I would love to do. And that's obviously an iconic race. Um, but yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure high Rocks will come up with some uh some amazing new venues but the difference as i say to me is you in unless they do them outside um the difference is you're in a hall yeah but then that's one of the you know, everything's different isn't it
0: i guess there's one there's one coming up in miami this uh that's partly on the beach so yes there's, yeah. th- there's some vitamin d for you right there yes i guess um uh, just before we finish up i'm interested to you know we, we touched on the the worlds earlier and moving to open weights for i think it's for 60s and above are you are you happy with that move
1: well i was training for the pro weights um but i'll be i'll be very honest i'm 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 happy with the open i know it's i know it's the same for everybody um but i wasn't looking forward to doing the nine kilogram wall ball and pushing that sled yeah, at Manchester, I'd entered the uh, I'd entered the, the pro race because I thought we were going to be using the pro weights, um, but I but I, I switched back to I switched back to open. I managed to do that in time, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would have done the pro. I I I was uh, I think there's no they've had the pro weights for the over 60s since they've done the world championships at Highlock. So this is a significant change, but I think it's a more inclusive change because more and more. And, and, and I guess they want more people in the over 60 categories to race, particularly perhaps in the men's doubles and the ladies doubles as well. You know, they're probably thinking there that they're getting more. They want, they want, so they want to be more inclusive. And at the end of the day, it's the same for everybody. Um, but I'm sure there'll be some people that are disappointed that they're not, not using the pro race. And I know you're going to check out whether they'll actually have two races or not. But, um, yeah, I, I think um, in terms of the impact on my body, I'm quite happy to... Uh, stay with
0: the open now yeah all right all right before we finish up is there anything you wished i would asked or wish we'd talked about um
1: no i mean no not at all i think the the only the only the thing i would add is is you know when you talk about these inspirational athletes i would like to see um and of course i'm biased towards ironman it goes without saying but i would like to see some of the top elite ironmen such as a jan flodino from germany or a um Kirsten, um blumfeld someone like that have a go at a high rocks give them six months to train and see what they can achieve because i do admire these guys that you know you take take hunter i mean hunter was a top ocr athlete he then is top top high rocks he's now looking to uh looking to qualify for the olympics i believe in the, in the in the canoeing he's he's trying different stuff and of course he's at elite level so i'd i'd love to see and of course hunter did a um did an ironman recently in in, in arizona and did an um, and he did a sub 11 hour and I, and i understand that he hardly trained for it and that is a phenomenal time for someone to do on little or no training because you need to be training for a good 12 months or longer to do an ironman but then when you consider These top Ironman athletes are running the marathon at sub four minute kilometre pace. The marathon after swimming 2.4 miles and cycling 112, they're doing sub four minute kilometre pace. So the engines that these guys have got are just on a different level. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see some of these top pros from other sports come in. And I, I can't, do, I'm, I'm sure High Rocks must be trying to manage something like that. And they'll probably put a big prize, put a big kitty up to attract some of these guys to do it. But yeah, that I would like to see, I guess I'd like to see that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And hopefully as the sport grows and, and more money comes into it, then then hopefully it will attract more of these people as well, right? I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. Yeah, won't. yeah. All right, was, was, when's your next race?
1: Well, I've got. I'm down for Glasgow, although it, Glasgow coincides with my favourite race of the year, which is a which is a fell race in Lancashire. So I'm I'm torn at the moment. But do I do my favourite race or do I go and do Glasgow? I have a feeling I might do Glasgow.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Well, I may see you there. Yeah. Uh, thank you for this. I appreciate it. I, when I when I posted up on my stories that that I was talking to, you, there was. There was a lot of love. People love you in the community. Um, like Ian K from the the fitness racing podcast said, "You're one of the nicest guys he's, he's ever met in the community." Uh, so, so thank you for for this. There's, there's, like I say, yeah, people love you, and uh, and I, I appreciate everything you've done. So, thank you.
1: Well, thanks, Greg. It's great to talk to you and keep, and keep up your good work as well. We love all those stats.
0: <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. All right. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye.